welcome to... <laughs> That's not even a movie. That was what I did. Re- <laughs> it's like, I can't do this. Hang on. Welcome to the Infinite Pixels podcast. Ooh. It's me, Jordan, and with me is oh. the spooky co-host, Mr... That's Ryan. your line. Ryan. Fuck. Thanks. I said, can I trust you to do this? I was pausing. And you said no. I was thinking You said yes, it. 100%. I'll, you can trust me with your life. I did. I and held then up my you hand. failed me. I did. That's you what I did. You put your hand on the Bible. And you said, I will do a shitty Dracula voice for you. And then I started it and I said, wait a minute. This sounds dumb and I don't want to make my fool myself. I don't want to do this at all. Wow. And then you did it and you did a great job. Yes. You clearly did it amazing. I did it the best. Can you say say the title of the game we played this week in a Dracula voice? This is Infinite Pixels where we play games every week. Every other week. Uh. And it's spooky. So we played a game that's not spooky. Uh. (laughs) Hit me with that scream, Ryan. It's, uh, we played carrion. We've played carrion. I would like some carrion to eat. What is carrion to eat? Like, it's like, cor- it's like, uh, carrion is like, uh, like roadkill? Like, like the, like the remains of a body? Oh. That's what carrion is. Oh, I guess that's what the title of the game is referring to? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even know carrion was a word. Yeah, yeah. Carrion is, uh, like, look. I'm showing you an image. Oh. Uh, hang on. Okay, it's it's like... Uh, dead and putrefying flesh. Oh, that fits the flesh the unfit for Also, flesh unfit for food. Vultures live chiefly on carrion. Oh, interesting. Okay. So. I'm that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I'm showing him an image of, like, eagles and vultures eating stuff. That so. definitely is the inspiration for the main character of Carrion. Yeah. So we played a game called Carrion this week because it's around Halloween time, mm-hmm. and we played Witch Hunt last week, right? Or the week before, two weeks ago, and uh, that was like spooky and like a, I'm running away from a monster. Mm-hmm. And this week we played Carrion, which is spooky and I'm a monster. I'm a monster that's running towards other people. Yeah, people have described this game as a reverse horror game. Yeah, I mean it, it is. It, you you play as a monster and killing like people are your enemies essentially you know mm-hmm. they're they're the obstacles or they're just total fodder that you can just kill and do whatever you want yeah. with. The monster is a lot like uh, if you've seen the eighties thing, you knew exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I it's was... uh, it's it's basically that like yeah. when it's when it's not impersonating a human. You play as John Carpenter's the thing essentially. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a. Um, an amorphous just blob of flesh. and yeah. uh, It's disgusting. Yeah, it's awesome, though, because um, you pl- this game has a sort of pixelated art style, mm-hmm. so it it's manages to be disgusting with uh, retro graphics, which is interesting. Yes. Um, what, it, what did you think of Carrion? Can you... Or, well, I guess... What... what can you describe, like, what are you doing besides just being a monster? Yeah, so you play as a monster. Here's a quick summary of things off the top. Okay. You play as a monster, and the movement in the game is like a free-flowing kind of movement. 
Uh, it's not like a, a Mario game where you're standing on a platform and you jump and you fall. In this game, you're essentially, the controls are you're controlling something that's weightless, more or less. Because you you can just float around um, and go wherever you want. Uh, provided there's not an obstacle in your way. But that's mm-hmm. the baseline controls. And uh, the game is 2D. It's not 3D. Uh, what a great, what a genius thing to say on my part. <laughs> Uh, but you can, it doesn't operate in three dimensions. So you're, it's essentially a side scroller. Um, I would say it plays sort of similar to a Metroidvania. Um, the gameplay mechanics are, uh, killing enemies, destroying obstacles and, uh, getting to checkpoints. That's basically the game. You go room to room, area to area, try to get checkpoints, try to upgrade your abilities, so that you can kill people and destroy obstacles and get to checkpoints better. And there's a minor sort of framework, framing device of a story. And that's basically it. Nice. That's that's a summary of the game. It's definitely a horror game. It's very gory. Yeah. Like, I, I, I remember thinking about it and being like, I don't know if this would, like, fit as, like, a Halloween-ish game. And then I played it and I was like, oh, no, this will be fine. It's, yeah, it's it's not Halloween-y in the sense that, like, there's not a lot of Halloween imagery. Like, you, you think of, like, a vampire or a witch or, like, a jack-o'-lantern or whatever. But it's it's a horror game. It's super gory. That totally fits yeah. uh, Halloween. And um, you mentioned the thing you're playing as is, like, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um but even the the sort of like atmosphere and tone of the game feels like John Carpenter's the thing too. It's it's kind of foreboding, but foreboding in the player's favor, which is not uh, which is uncommon for horror games. I think it's usually foreboding where you feel like, oh, this is scary. But in this game, the music and the atmosphere make it foreboding in a way where you're like, ooh, I'm scary. Yeah, I was surprised by the music. Actually, the music <laughs> is like really. Or it's orchestral and like almost in like an, an epic way sure um which uh not i don't don't feel like a lot of pixel games like try that where they're like maybe maybe nowadays they do um but uh i don't really hear a lot of like okay we're gonna like put like a lot of like horns mm. in, in to signify like you know adv- it's almost like adventurous like or like you know, you see, like, a big skyline in, like, uh, um, Blade Runner, and it's like, whoa! Yeah. And, that, and then, like, you get that in here, too, where it's like, you're, like, exploring, and you'll just hear, like, a and you'll be like, whoa, okay. Yeah, and it, it does make it feel sort of grandiose, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, no, I like the music, and it's it's understated enough where it functions as wallpaper. It's not, it's never too distracting, it just kind of adds a little bit of extra extra twinge to what you're doing. And the the sound in this game in general I thought was really good. The character, the creature that you're playing as, this just massive flesh with a uh, uh, spaghetti bowl mess of, eyebr- <laughs> of uh, eyeballs and teeth. Uh, that character, when you move, it makes very specific sounds. And it's really like, um, it paints a vivid picture of what this character probably like, probably feels like and how it moves, um, but it still manages to make it sound uh, foreign and alien and, yeah. uh, and unsettling in a way too. Uh, I will say about the music. I'm looking at the uh, at the composer because I was like, 
feel like I've heard this guy before, and I definitely have, uh, and uh, he's done the music for Mass Effect 3, and I was like, okay, I bought that soundtrack, that that sounds way familiar now. That totally fits. Um, I, now that you say that, I could totally hear that. Yeah. And uh, he didn't do all of Mass Effect 2, but he did like the DLC for Arrival and Kasumi's uh, DLC. Wow. Wasn't um, Carrion an independent game? Yes. Wow. So it's, it's published by Devolver Digital, who um, has done a lot of um, a lot of indie games. They're like probably one of the bigger indie studio publishers, indie game publishers, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they always go, if you haven't watched like an indie, excuse me, if you haven't watched develop, uh, Devolver Dif- Digital like E3 presentation, go watch them because they're really fun. Mm. They're the ones with like the integrated like storyline where they have like a like this oh. like CEO character where she's like she's like we've got great games you love these right because you are a sheep so <laughs> that's a way to stand out at E3 so yeah. that's cool they're always like scripted and really 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 good what so, other games has Devolver Digital made uh I don't know that they're making them they're mostly a publisher oh yeah excuse me um, they're published uh like a shitload like Hotline Miami oh okay. um they do a lot of the they do the series at Sam Games um, sh- uh, Shadow Warrior games. Just is um, is Carrion like their usual kind of game that they yeah. publish? Okay. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of pixelated stuff. Like they they published Bro Force. Gotcha, um, gotcha. They they did uh, like Mother Russia bleeds and like Loof Trousers and um, the Talos Principle, which that's a three D like puzzler, but it's still in like the vein of like indie game. That's like probably not a lot of. On a lot of people's radars. Sure. So. Well, and Carrion, I th- think, was on a, a good amount of people's radar. I had heard about this game before we played it. Yeah. I mean, this was, uh, this was like, during their um, presentation, I think, in, like, 2020? Mm-hmm. 2020? Yeah, 2020. So, um, yeah, it, it, it was, uh, it was pretty everywhere for... For um, that time, but it was only on like Xbox and Switch and like PC. I don't think we came to PS4 for a while. Is it on PS4 now? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's nice that everyone can play it now. And it's super on sale right now. We could end that, but like it's like you can find it for like seven bucks right now for Halloween. The, this is a perfect seven dollar weekend yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a perfect weekend game. Yeah. The, yeah. There, or like you've got a buddy over and yeah. you just want to play a, a game to chill out. This is a perfect game for that because yeah. it's. Low, I I would say it's a low stress game. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a few parts that can be kind of stressful near Mm -hmm. the end, but otherwise, it's pretty low stress. It's it's not by low stress. I mean, it's not a game where you have to like be laser focused all the time and plan the best strategy. There are a few parts where you have to do that near the end. Yeah, a few parts. Yeah, there there are a lot of parts where, um, in a good way, you can kind of just brute force it if you Mm -hmm. want to. Because yeah. um, you're playing as a monster, so I think it works to the game's advantage where you have an option to be a little bit more, bit more crafty and stealthy with the way you take out enemies. Um, but if you want to, you can just kind of go into a room and fuck around and, and yeah. like, you most of the time, except for those harder parts, you'll be able to fuck everybody up. Yeah. So did you play it on Switch? Yeah, I played it on Switch. Does it run okay? Ran, it ran okay for me. Okay. I even played it um, in switch handheld mode and ran fine. Okay. I, did, I don't remember experiencing any lag. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know if it like ran the best on Switch. So, I mean, the graphics are pretty. Yeah. Straightforward. You, you never know. It's not. It's no control. 
graphically. <laughs> Control is on Switch, but it's uh, over cloud. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I th- yeah, this game probably is not pushing the Switch's hardware to its limits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was curious. Um, yeah. Uh, the I I like in Carrion the way that it like uh, that it guides you. It's 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 Metroid esque. Yeah, where, I, I would say it's Metroidvania esque. Yeah, where you start as like a little blob monster, little in that you're still like as big as a human, but you're much less, uh, you're much less of a, like a, a threat, um, until you just continue to grow in size, and the way that you do that is you like they're like canisters around that you have to like find and get uh, upgrades for. Those are like your powers, and they range from like, uh. I have, like, a charge ability to, like, I can now make, like, armor on myself to protect myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you get a lot of, uh, not a lot, but a good amount of upgrades that definitely change the, the gameplay dynamic. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I didn't, I didn't love everything with it. I, I don't want to, like, be, like, negative right away. Because, like, there's a lot of positives. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love the music. Um, I love, like, the graphical style. Um, the sound effects are really good, like you said. Um, uh, and yeah, like I do like that. There's no map in the game, but it, I never felt like I was super lost. I I felt I got lost a couple times. Okay, that, this was like mainly in between play sessions. I would come back and I'd be like, "Where the fuck do I go?" Okay, I played it in like three days, so I didn't feel super lost. Sure. Like I would come back and be like, uh, "And I would I would come back and I'd be like, I have to go over here." I would always like stop at like a entrance to like a to a new area, or I would like just, um, or I would go uh, into the area and then like stop it. Yeah. So get get to a good stopping point. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the way. I feel do. like if you if you just like paused it and like saved it and like exited, you might get lost. Because I I also was playing on Switch handheld, so I I think. The screen's not as big, so mm. some of those darker corners, I would kind of be like, "Oh, I didn't even see okay. that that pipe I could go into." Yeah, there's a few parts like that. There, there were a couple points where I was like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Mm. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, like the the basic, just other than like collecting upgrades, is you're like going around this facility, um, and there's like a bunch of different like biospheres. Like, there's like this one is uh, forests, and mm. this one has like some armor uh units and this one has uh some water around and like a nuclear facility um and you're like gradually like destroying stuff in there but like uh what did you think about like the environments like did you think that they were like very um did you think that they had like good um diversity to them or no yeah i mean i think you you start in kind of a like metallic area kind of like labs and stuff um which was cool because that's like how i want to start if i'm playing as a monster i want to be in like a very human environment Mm -hmm. to feel like i'm a monster but i i i think um i liked the environments as soon as i got to um the frontier area like the kind of grassy jungle area that's like the hub area yeah yeah um that was really cool uh just i think leaves and trees look good in a style like this and this game has great like has a great eye for how everything is colored so being this floppy red character in a green 
uh, in front of a green shaded backdrop in pixel uh, form was really cool. Um, I think the environments, I wouldn't say they were like amazingly impressive, but there were definitely, there was enough visual flair that I didn't uh, knock the game for not having enough variety or anything like that. Yeah. Sometimes they do kind of blend together though. That I think that's totally part of one of my complaints. Well, that's like what you said too. The game doesn't have a map. Yeah. If you're not going to have a map, it probably would have been a better choice for me to enjoy the game more if every area was totally distinct. Yeah. Not like they all kind of have the same visual style with a different undertone. It would have been better like here's the blue area, here's the red area, here's the yellow yeah. area visually. Yeah. But maybe some plebeian would be like, you've never played a Metroidvania before? You need to. I don't know, man. I mean, this is like, all the Metroid games have like a map except for the first one. Can so. I can I ask, because in those games you're playing as the human fighting the monsters. Okay. In this game, do you think it, is it a diegetic reason to not have a map? Because you're supposed to be a monster essentially running around a human area? Is that supposed to maybe. add to that feeling? Maybe I I don't I never thought about that. I mean I guess that makes sense why like Samus has a map, right? Because she has she, text. Yeah, she can navigate the 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 area with her helmet with like you said her tech. But I don't know. It's this, a it's a video game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it works. It works. I mean, you could do a like a a diegetic map like you know the uh, the monster has has some kind of echolocation or can hack into a yeah. computer. It or does whatever. have echolocation that points to. The, um, to the, the save places saves. you need to save at. Yeah. And, like, in fact, to move which, on. Which are the checkpoints yeah. that uh, advance the game. And it also senses humans. Mm-hmm. Because um, the, uh, the main, like, objective in every area um, is you find these, like, blue, like, holes in the wall... Um, and you go into them, and I love the animation of, like, you going into them. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, gross. Yeah. Like, you can tell, like, the thing is just, like... <laughs> yeah, just squishing in. Yeah. And Even, then... It's the same animation when you go through a door, because there mm-hmm. are just normal doors you can go through, too. Yeah. And it just, like, sucks itself into this this crevice. Yeah. And then, um, it'll, like, infect the area, and it'll, like, almost, like, plant itself and, like, grow like, another part of itself with, like, different mouths. And, like, there's, like, uh, you're, like, a blob of flesh. So you have, like, other, like, flesh tentacles, like, coming out of the hole as well. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes it'll destroy the environment. Yeah. So. It's it's a cool way to feel like you're making progress by corruption, which is a nice um, yeah feeling for a game like this where you're playing as a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like I like that visual a lot. There's a lot of good sort of monstery presentation to this game. You know, the idea that you're corroding the environment and then uh, there are points when you can hide under floorboards or on the ceiling and humans that you can attack don't see you. Mm-hmm. So you can wait for one to walk over you and then shoot your tentacle up and just smash them into the ceiling and pull them down and eat them. I never did any of that, did you? Oh, yeah, I did that. I, I had a good time role-playing as a monster in this. Yeah, I figured you would. Yeah, it was fun. Me, I'm like, just get through the fucking game. And yeah. you're probably like, ooh. Yeah, I was like, oh, this guy's going to walk right over here and I'm going to fucking eat him. And 
I was pick a lot of this game. I was picturing it from the perspective of a human, where mm-hmm. like I go around a corner and then just this mouth comes out and devours me. I was like watching that scene in a movie in my head as I was playing yeah, this game. I figured. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. Or as I would be like, okay, I gotta move it over here. I move it, went too fast. Now I'm getting shot. I'm fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, speaking of going too fast, what would you compare this control scheme to? Because I have one or I two. Don't no, it, it's it's unique because it's like free flowing. Yeah, the, if if you never played Carrion, it is it it is as Ryan described, very very free free flow, free flowing. <laughs> um, you just like can because you almost like attach to walls with your tentacles. You never have to, like, be like, oh, I have to jump up to that platform to get up there. And it's, like, curved, so it's hard to get up there. You're just like, bloop, I'm up there. Yeah, you just move yourself up there. Because you can shoot tentacles in all directions, so it's like you're always suspended in air. Mm -hmm. I I would say the first um, control scheme... Or the first game that had a similar similar control scheme that jumped in my head when I was playing this was Echo the Dolphin. Mm, I've never played that. It's it's not the same because like it's a very different game from Carrion. <laughs> but the, the <laughs> oh I, no, really? Yeah, I don't, the Echo, Dolphin game is is different from the Blob of Flesh. Echo's game? much gorier, but other than that, <laughs> no. But in that game, you uh, you have the ability to move around the environment at will, and in or, uh, Carrion, it's the tentacles that shoot out to signify like where you're going. They're essentially cosmetic. The only thing you need to look at is the the mass of flesh that you are. There's like a main. There's a main part of it, like the front end yeah. or like the center end. And as you get larger, I did find it more difficult to use that yeah. like front part when you're like trying to squeeze into smaller parts but yeah yeah and and, no and you go from like a big circular blob to when you're squeezing through smaller areas like a long sort of caterpillar blob yeah um and when it was longer i found it harder to to control yeah you would you would be like i need to get to through this space and it's very thin and i need to get through there fast because there's like a trap Mm -hmm. and sometimes you might be like well i just died because i i got hit by like the end of this trap right someone is sh- or sh- someone's shooting at you and you're trying to get away and your tail essentially is yeah. dragging and you're like why can i fucking go and it's they just shoot your tail i mean you. it's cool like from the way that you described it as like if i'm role-playing like a monster mm-hmm. and like thinking about it the way that humans might see me it is cool to be like i shot like the end of it yeah and it is cool like if you notice like with the pixels when parts get shot off of you like they'll the they have in the background like different like uh like tentacle meat parts that will like like go flying and like wiggle about like on the walls yeah yeah and like run away which it's, is cool no it's it's definitely a, a really great execution of that idea and I'm not trying to knock it I'm just saying like I I got I died a couple times because of the the sort of weird distribution of weight of the monster. Yeah, that is a larger complaint of mine, mostly at the at the end when you're sure. trying to navigate through the through the larger space or for through the smaller spaces, especially like uh, the uh, there's like an armor facility, the armored warfare facility. Mm-hmm. I found that to be fairly difficult. Totally. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that was it. I mean, uh, the, like, because uh, uh, there's like, there are a few different enemies in the game. There's like just regular humans we can just eat, mm-hmm. and then there's like guys that I don't know if they're in armor, or I, if they're robots, the, I, I, or if they're uh, I like assume exoskeletons. There, there are humans with no weapons, humans with weapons, and then humans who have like electric shields and. The humans with electric shields, I mean, they could be robots, but I interpreted them to be just, like, really armored, like, almost like um, tactical gear humans, like, decked out in kind of advanced sci-fi SWAT gear. Mm. That's what I That's what I took them to be. It's just weird, because they're the only ones that you can use um, when they're dead mm. to, or whatever, uh, to, like, activate puzzles. Right. And, like, switches and whatnot, so... You're talking, like, the uh, carrion monster won't eat their corpses entirely? Like, they they will just stay there? Well, that's why I don't know if they're exoskeletons or what. Because mm. if, it, if it's, like, a full full corpse, it'll, like, eat it. But, like, if it's, if it's like, the guys with the shields, one, it doesn't gain any health from, like, eating them. Mm. I did notice that. But then, two, like, you do have to use, like, you, you eventually you get a power that allows you to like mind control people um and you have to use that mind control power on like um on uh the exoskeleton armor guys um when they're already dead like you can still use it when they're dead Mm. to take them over and like move them over to a switch and you can't do that for anyone else I, i took that to be um when i saw that their bodies wouldn't get pulled apart or um you can mind control them when they're dead uh i i almost my own head cannon was their armor is so like tough and decked out that even though they have some skin exposed on their face and uh maybe their hands and whatever just like their armor is too strong you can't like physically rip them apart through mm-hmm. it okay that that's what i thought it's almost like if Iron Man died in his armor, you wouldn't be able to, like, tear him apart physically because his armor's just so tough. You know what I mean? Okay. Maybe that's wrong. Maybe they are just, like, sort of, like, semi-human robots or something, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The I game doesn't tell you. I wasn't close up to the uh, screen to be able to read it. Or, excuse me, see them. Right, yeah. Um, but I, that's... I feel like either way is inappropriate. Yeah. Um, I did... But I was going to say the the, the with those enemies, uh, there's, uh, and then the only other one I think is the mech suits. Mm-hmm. There's turrets, and then there's some traps. There's like a trap that's like a spike. There's drones too. Oh, and drones. Yeah, yeah. There's like big like ball drones, and then there's smaller like, uh, drones that you see in like the military. Mm-hmm. Um and um, uh, th- for the entire game. The hardest enemies are the shield guides. It's not even a. It's not even a contest. Totally. Yeah. The and that felt weird, especially for a Metro game where you're supposed to like get stronger like over time, and you're supposed to be like a big badass monster. I I I never felt like I was getting stronger against those shield guys, and they're like the. I mean, if humans are the first one that are unarmed, and then humans with guns are the second enemy, these are the third enemies. Sure. I made a four with my hand instead. I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, but, uh, but... No one would have noticed yeah. that. <laughs> but, uh, but they're, they're, like, the third enemies, and I I just kept struggling on them. 
And I don't... Uh, did you feel like you were struggling on them? Uh, yes, but only because their shields make it so you can't just go at them from the front. You have to, like, think about it and then kind of go around them. Or, like... I don't even think you can shoot your web at them. I, you, I don't think you can. You do have... So you have a web power, which you can fire and, like, people get stuck to the ground. And you can mm-hmm. use it to activate switches. Um, and uh, you get, like, a spike power. Like, where you use... You, like, m- cover yourself in spikes. Yeah. Um, and I never felt like the cover myself in spikes was that effective. I think they... Because they do have... Like, as soon as you get it, they put like shield guys against you so i think they they're like it's effective against these guys and it kind of does work on them but like if there's too many of them it really doesn't work that well well that's when i found the shield guys to be the most difficult to deal with was when they're in a room with other enemies then they're annoying okay if if it was like one shield guy i would just kind of like go away and then yeah. find a way around them, and then get them. And they do provide you with a lot of that, like you were saying. Like yeah. There's like a vent that you can go in and come in mm-hmm. from on top of them or underneath them. Yeah, it's it's. I think my instincts with this game is to just like go and like go in every room and like blob around and kill people. Because it feels so good to blob around. It's 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 really good blob action. But uh, I think if you played this game a little bit slower and kind of like peek into a room and see what you can do first, there's also a lot of dynamic there too like if you want to play this game slowly you can but if you want to just brute force blob it um you can do that too and they're both the game is designed to to kind of accommodate both to an extent so yeah um i i think maybe the shield guys are better for um stealth blob instead of action blob (laughs) i love stealth blob i like stealth blob too i mean that i was actually thinking this game would be awesome if it was entirely or like if there was a DLC or something that was totally stealth based, where you had to rely on this, the the stealthier um, uh, combat mechanics, there is DLC. Yeah, I, there's like a Christmas DLC. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I never played it. I, I was like, I, it's like eleven at night. Uh, <laughs> I, I t- we're recording tomorrow. I don't really want to play any more of this. Yeah. Well, maybe we so can, I'm good. We can play that in the winter, maybe if we maybe. want to. Yeah. yeah. We could do it if I ever get streaming set up. We could stream it. That'd be fun. Yeah, I would love that. Uh, but yeah, I would love a maybe that DLC is stealthier. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's supposed to be like it's like maybe like a half hour, like or an hour. I heard oh, really? it's, it's like super short. It's oh. like just like a like almost like a Christmas special. <laughs> That's yeah. fun. That's fun. So uh, maybe you, know, you could play it like while while you're hanging out, opening presents. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> get grandma in the room and, and play the carrion. Your DLC. grandma would love carrion. <laughs> like, oh, I'm a blood monster. <laughs> I've always wanted to. Imagine you're born and you're older than TV, and you play carrion, and you're just like, "What the fuck is this?" Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, my parents fought in World War Two. I know this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great. Yeah, or I fought in World War II, yeah. and now I'm playing this. Uh, what do you think? I thought this game had a nice, like, subtle, but definitely there, like, kind of dark humor. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, you thought that? Yeah, because there's, like, did you didn't, no, you didn't play this on Xbox. You play on Switch, duh. Uh, on Xbox, like, a lot of the achievements are named, like, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, all the, the, there are optional containment jars that have like little mini upgrades oh sure like it'll be like oh you get more energy or like you 
get, um, like you do less, it, it takes longer for you to get set on fire or whatever. Um, and, uh, and then like a bunch of RNA named like, uh, like, uh, I think for getting like two of the canisters, it'll be like two jars, one monster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, they know what they're, it's not called health upgrade. It's called, yeah, yeah two. That's funny. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of comes through like if you make a giant monster game, mm-hmm. you know that you got to have fun with it. Like, I, yeah, who I actually people would probably love a giant monster game that's like really serious and dark and no fun at all and really disturbing. Um, but this game is not that, and I think it's better for it uh, for what they're going for here. Yeah, um, I can't imagine this game with like a serious foreboding last of us two I feel bad for killing every enemy kind of uh you know yeah aesthetic to it yeah um uh what did what uh I had a thought and it went away can I share a thought yeah go ahead I think just to give people an idea of the dark humor like one of the main ways that you kill enemies in this game is you have a tentacle that you can extend out and grab things and if you just pick someone up and you grab them and you can just flail your uh, control stick back and forth the monster will just slam them into walls and you can throw them around the room um, and it just looks silly and it looks funny and there's something funny about seeing a tiny pixelated person just scream and die <laughs> did you it's just wow. always it's always funny did you um did you ever rip somebody's head off no yeah if you if you get your um if you get your tentacle on somebody's head, mm-hmm. you can actually rip their, like, head off um, by, like, you know, swinging your control stick around a little bit, um, and then it'll pull out their spine. Whoa. And then you can eat their head. I didn't know. Oh, my God. That's yeah. awesome. You get an achievement for it. I got to replay this it's game. It's cool. Now. Is it called, like, The Predator or something? It's, it was called, like, uh, I, I don't remember what it was called. I think it was called, like, Meaty Treats or something. <laughs> yeah. That's badass. Yeah. No, yeah. I love that. Yeah, and it's a. I think you get like more health for it too. It's like there's like a, a advantage to it. And it's hard. It's hard to do because like when you're in the thick of it, like there's just like body parts flying around and blood and guts and everywhere. And like also like this game has like really good like um, uh, effects. Like when you get shot, it'll be like the screen will, like shake really hard. Um, when you get set on fire, like it'll be like and your monster will like scream. Yeah, and there will be like fire everywhere, and it's like. Uh, like the the screen will shake. You'll be like, I need to get the water now, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah, no, it, it definitely has. And, and on top of that, the music is going, and mm-hmm. uh, when you're facing enemies, it's a little bit more uh, upbeat, a little more intense. Um, I'm trying to think of other good effects. I know there were some. Um, what did you think of the? Uh, what you think about that? Uh, what do you think of the flashbacks? Okay, so yeah, that's interesting. Um, there's a kind of a story about this, but it's it's not really like it's there if you want it. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's mostly just fuck around. It's more like let's vary up the gameplay a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah or like pace things out differently. Uh, at first, because you you play as the monster, um, and then you find a little crevice and you go into it, and then you uh, get sent to a flashback and. It's, I, it's got like weird like effects like on the edges like almost like you're in like a virtual thing yeah it, it's like what is this it's it's visually indicating that you're not that you're seeing something like yeah out of whatever out of where you are um and at first i thought i was the monster 
Uh, at first I thought the monster was like peeking up to the surface and there was a team of people coming in to investigate the monster escaping. I thought it was like a cutaway to something else happening in real time as I'm the monster down here destroying the lab. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize there were flashbacks until the second one. Yeah. And then, um, and then at that point I was like, oh, this is going to explain how the monster came to be or where it came from. And it lightly does that. Not really. Yeah, not really, which is, I kind of like that. Yeah, I think it's, like, better for it. I, I think, you know, I was, because that was my first thought, honestly, when I played the game. Like, as soon as I got a hang of the controls, it's like, okay, am I an alien? Am I some kind of government experiment gone wrong? Am I some kind of ancient earth creature or something? Like, what mm. am, what am I playing as right now? What? Why is this thing here? Why was it in a lab? I want to know what was going on with this thing. Um, and you think these flashbacks are going to explain that to you, and they, like, barely hint at it. Yeah. It's 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 just three, right? Yeah. Yeah, in the first one, you're, you play as a scientist with two people um, following you and a little drone following you, too. And you're just going down into this laboratory. Uh, that is the setting of the game. And then at the second flashback, which comes much later in the game, uh, you are these. You play as this one scientist with the two scientists and the drone. You solve a couple puzzles. You go down deeper into this lab, and then you find a sample of something like in this glowy green or uh, glowy purple violet water that you've seen throughout the game. Yeah. And then the scientist that you're playing as goes in there to take a sample, and then the third um, flashback, which was cool. Uh, I mean, they're all cool, and they're all, like, the. before I say what happens in the third one, uh, the humans, like, can, the, when you play as the human, it controls totally differently. It's just a walking or running option. You can't jump, you can kind of grab onto things, but you can't really do much else. So it's very interesting to go from a free-flowing monster that can basically move wherever it wants with total ease to, like, a weighted, slow human. Um, and I like that. It makes it, it informs more how you feel about the monster and more how you feel about the humans. Um, yep. So that was a good choice, design-wise, I think. And then um, and the third uh, flashback starts out where it's just the one human you're playing as totally by themselves, yeah. which I like because you don't realize till you know a, a minute or two anyway that's like, uh, oh, I'm totally alone. What happened to those other two people? Yeah. Um, and then you sort of solve a couple puzzles and get your way back up to the surface where there's a helicopter and seemingly military personnel uh, waiting for you. There's a couple drones around. It looks like uh, either reinforcements have been called in or people that were uh, behind you ready to arrive at this lab with you have now just arrived or whatever. Um, so it's really cool. And you're just walking as your human character uh, up to the helicopter. And as you do that, this drone that's kind of minding its own business flies over to you and starts like flashing at you and taking photos. Um, and then you see the armored guards turn their shields on and they all kind of corner you and walk at you. And then they start shooting you. And then your human character has the tentacles kind of burst yeah. out of it. Uh, so it's really, really cool because in between flashback two and flashback three, I took the implication to be, the person you were playing as got taken overtaken by the monster and killed the other two scientists and mm -hmm. destroyed the drone and was just trying to get out. Um, so that was a really cool 
It didn't necessarily reveal anything about, like, anything concrete about the origin of the monster, but the idea that uh, here's sort of some prelude to how things might have gotten there, yeah. and you fill in the blanks. Um, I, I really like that. Yeah, and that, that was that was a nice summary, and uh, it's a cool uh, flashback sequence. I don't really think I have anything else to say. You, your points are good. Sorry, I, if you no, had, you, <laughs> no, I didn't. I I really didn't. It was uh, it was it was good. Yeah. Do you think? Could you see? I I can see maybe some very shallow people who don't like anything different in their games complaining about those flashback scenes maybe why just because they're different you know there's like if you're playing this game i want to play as a monster and then you play that it's like this is boring this is slow i don't want to do this i could see that um i think i I don't know why you would be playing an, an indie game sure then i mean maybe your friend was like you play as this cool monster and then you were like i had to do this for five minutes i mean it's the people who complain about like I, I'm playing Spider-Man, and then the 2018, 2017 game, whatever, uh, and they're like, I have to play as Miles Morales, and he doesn't have powers in this. Mm-hmm. I, have I have to play, play as, as Mary, Mary Jane. Jane. Yeah. I have to look like walk around and do stealth sequences and not die. Boring. That's boring. I don't want to do that. Sure. I, I think the flashback sequences are really interesting. Yeah. Um, it, it, I would agree. There's something about this graphic style, too. Um, you know, like we didn't talk about this, but when you're a human in the flashback sequences, the animation almost looks rotoscoped. Mm. It's like, it's Prince of Persia esque. Yeah. You know, like when you're running and if you turn the human character, like you see their whole body move and their uh, arms and legs come out. And then like, it's just, there's something about like this kind of retro throwback style. Look at, uh, go ahead. No, I, that that's basically it's just it, it's it's a little creepy to watch like atmospherically um it, it's it's just the the way that you can tell that it's definitely a human but you can't see the details in their face is there a big fucking spider no oh okay why sorry you scared me by doing that. <laughs> you were looking over my shoulder? No, I, w- I was looking at Bioman Beyond and I was going to bring it up, but I was like, <laughs> I was just looking at shit. Sorry, you, you were looking over my shoulder, you half smiled, so I thought you were thinking that no. there's a big spider, but I don't want to interrupt what I'm not saying. Gonna... No. <laughs> Sir. Uh, I like how your mind instantly went to, he, there's a spider and he's obviously not talking about it because he wants to fuck with me. No, no, it was, I was thinking he wants to let me finish this no. thought. Uh, this is the scariest podcast yet. I got scared. I flinched super hard. You made my stomach like drop. I was like, what? <laughs> I seriously was like, what? Whoa, Brian, what? What did, what, hang on. Uh, but yeah, that's all I, yeah. The, the human animation is cool. Um, I'm so on edge talking about this horror. You game. jump scared me and there wasn't anything that was happening. <laughs> I jump scared you with my me jump scaring myself. Yeah. Uh, it was so sudden. I was like, are you like doing a thing? <laughs> no. That was not a bit. Um, yeah, the, the flashback stuff's cool. I could see people yeah. saying it's boring, but I think it's really cool. Yeah, because my, my actually, my favorite parts about this game are, I don't know if you went after the containment stuff. Yeah. The like the um the like extra containment units. I was breezing through it. Um, they're the ones with like they're like glowing like triangles around. Oh no, I triangles. saw diamonds. 
I saw them, but I, I didn't always go for them. No. Yeah. Um, those, I felt like, were the most interesting parts in the game. Because this game is actually mostly a puzzle game. Um, in that, like, you know, you you have sequences where you have to, like, make yourself smaller. You can deposit, like, your, your biomass, as mm-hmm. they call it, mm-hmm. into, like, a pool of water. And then, uh, and then, like, shrink yourself down, uh, because your powers, depending on your size, are different. Yeah. Um, so, like, your first power, or your first form has, like, invisibility and, like, your spider web. Uh, and then, like, your, your final form has, like, the armor and, like, spike things to break some barriers. Um, and, uh, and you'll have to, like, use those abilities to solve puzzles... Um, and I felt like the, the, like, extra containment units were the most fun puzzles. Like, there were a few of them. There was one where I had to, like, uh, leave my, like, bio-essence at the top of, like, a, a big, long, like, shaft. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, I had to, like, become invisible, go through some lasers, because if you have invisibility, you don't trip laser, laser grids. Uh, and then, like, I went through that... Went through past the laser, then had to, like, become visible so that I could, like, go through this one part, like, go and grab some biomass, then come back, and there was still, like, some biomass in the, um, in the water that was, like, falling down the shaft, and I had to, like, break apart some things so that I could fall so that I could then go into some other water to then grab my biomass to break another, like, barrier that was down below. Hmm. I was like, that's really clever. Yeah. Like, and there's not... Very there there are some puzzles like that, but they're not really involved. It's mostly like I have to like make myself smaller to flip the switch and then move on. Yeah, yeah. No, that was I'm, that's interesting that you say that because I actually one of my notes was um, I think it's kind of lame. Like I don't want to say it's a negative to the game objectively because it's it's probably just my preference, but I, I think it's lame to like get my body the monster's body up big. Like, okay, here I go, I'm cruising through, and then be like, oh, I have to deposit it at this uh, de- deposit bank so that I can be small enough to solve this puzzle and move on. What was the point of even getting big then? Um, but the way you're talking about it, it's it sounds like they integrated it better than just like, okay, drop drop your body here. and Yeah, on. I felt like there were, I had two minds about it, because I, I thought I had the same opinion too. And then I do more of those puzzles, and I was like, oh, these are really, really clever. I wish that the game would have been either more like this, or that, like, maybe you could become smaller at any time. Because, you know, something like invisibility is really, really helpful um, when you're facing a lot of enemies, because you can, like, go and pick one off, or you can, like, take over their mind, and then, like, get them to shoot people, um, you know, and, uh, and that was really clever. Like, invisibility, I didn't even know there's one puzzle where... Did you know that if you just stay there, uh, if you don't move with it while you're invisible, um, you won't appear? What do you mean? Like, you won't become visible again? Oh, really? Yeah. Even if you run out of invisibility uh, timer? You won't drain your, your uh, energy. Oh, so oh, if okay. you just stay there, uh, and you can you can be invisible for the entire time. So if you're not moving, you have unlimited invisibility. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I was like, cool. oh, and I figured that out from like one of the, doing one of the containment puzzles. Oh, nice. I was like, I, I would have I liked to like have more puzzles like that to teach you that, mm. to use it in the combat. Um, so, I, I don't know. Um, or, like, if they just would have made it so that, hey, all of, like, your powers, you can just deposit your your 
biomass at any point in time and maybe like that it could be advantageous like in the middle of a fight to be like i want to become small so i can go through this duct and then like grab this guy to get big and then like fight these other people you know but that it's it's uh oftentimes when you um uh become smaller it's to solve solve puzzles it's not really for combat there's a few few places at the end where they they will be like you have to become small to like throw a switch because your your spider web can go through this grate mm-hmm. and then uh you're like okay i can go back to go get the rest of my essence because i know that there's like some uh some combat up here that i don't really want to do and it'll be like the door is locked behind you and i'm like oh yeah okay like I guess I have to go through here with one health bar, right? And it it's, it feels a little like, like I said, what's the point of even letting me get big then if I just if I don't have that advantage going into the combat? You know, I, I don't mind it, like because I like I like that, that I have these few powers, but mm-hmm. like, um, it would be more fun to have like a more dynamic combat system. Where you have like more choices, because it's like much less. It's it's you need so much, so many humans to eat to get bigger again. Mm-hmm. So it can it can be a little bit frustrating when you're right. like, well, I am small. How do I get through this combat sequence? Instead of if it was like, hey, there's some like like squirrels or like raccoons over here, and maybe you could eat them while you're in like a a, a shaft, and then like. There, there, that's why it might be advantageous to be like, hey, like, you've dropped off your biomass, now you are going to be invisible, and you can go through this grate, like, go have at it. Well, if you, you can get to a save point, like the little holes in the wall that yeah. corrupt, and that will give you your biomass back too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's just weird. Why, why do you think they would make the decision to... I, I get the decision to change your size based on your health. Like, that makes sense to me. But why map different abilities to different sizes when... I think it was for the puzzles, because I think they ha- they liked that idea of, like, I'm going to deposit my biomass in this in this pool of water and then mm-hmm. be able to solve this and then go, go away. I just... I don't think it, like, worked 100% for the combat, but I, I don't hate it. No, I don't hate it either. I, it's perfectly fine, you know. I, I'm just wondering... Why not have all the combat abilities just ready to go? Why why have combat abilities reliant on how much health you have? Essentially, I don't know. I mean, maybe they they uh, they wanted it to be like some really simple controls because they don't map anything else to the controls besides just the um, uh, the like bumpers. I think. Yeah, you know, I was playing on Switch with a Switch Pro controller, and it was all just. Um, L R Z L Z R, and then A to like interact with stuff. But yeah, yeah, A B X and Y don't do anything. I don't think so. They might. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, you're right. Which you could have mapped. There's tiny form, medium form, big form. You could have mapped the um, secondary abilities of each form to A B X and Y. Uh, you could add the D pad to switch. Right, yeah. So I, I'm just curious why why not do that? I'm not saying objectively bad decision or that's the greatest decision ever. I'm just wondering. I would love to hear the the game designers say like, well, we wanted to do that because we wanted to encourage the player to play like this or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we'll. I don't know. I I, I don't hate it. No, I don't but I, I, I think it's 
I think it's interesting. I would have liked it more if it was uh, more dynamic. That's just me. Yeah, no, I I have no problem with it. It's just a curiosity. Um, I mean, on the one on the other on the one hand, it's nice when you play a game to have everything uh, customizable to the way that you want to do it for the uh, optimal like gaming experience. But on the other hand, there's nothing wrong with crafting the experience for the player, and maybe that's what they wanted to do. So this that's is, it's not like uh, a lot of other Metroid games where it's like, look, I got all my powers, or like mm-hmm. Batman Arkham. Sure, it's like, look, I got all my powers on the D pad. Maybe that's why, like you know, in this game, you're playing as the monster, so you don't have access to your arsenal of of weapons whenever you want. You have to be limited by what you are physically able to do. So this. You know, that dynamic that uh, you're playing as the monster dynamic, I think, um, really created some interesting kind of like mentality designs with this game. Because you have that size changing, uh, that um, uh, power changing. Uh, You have to kill enemies and eat them to get health back. uh, Or you can do that to get health back, which, um, you know, that's interesting because sometimes in games you get health drops from enemies but in this one you have to specifically kill them to get health um i love that i love that too i think it's great uh i was gonna and by the end of this game too you the more health that health upgrades you get the bigger of a blob you can become and by the end of it you get like so many power upgrades like ability upgrades that you are almost unstoppable at the end. I felt like I was stoppable. <laughs> I, I felt like if I wasn't paying attention, like, yeah, for sure. And you're a bigger target. But some of those rooms I went into and I just fucked everybody up immediately. There were I, some, a lot of rooms at the end where I was like, I'm getting fucked up. Sure, really? Yeah. I get, Well, the, the shield dudes, I just was like, uh... Even the flamethrower dudes, too. The flamethrower dudes, I didn't have a problem with. It was only, like, if a guy had a shield, I was, like, fucked. Like, <laughs> it, it, like drones were not a problem. Even the drones with the shield, like, I was, like, easy. <laughs> um, but, like, the, for whatever reason, the, like, soldiers, I'd be like, uh... It's because you can't attack them from that one, from the front direction. And it, it's super annoying to, okay, I'm trying to figure out how to attack this one guy. And then another guy shoots you. And it's like, fuck, like, get away from me. I'm just trying to think. There was a room where, it, like, there's one guy with a uh, with a shield. And he's in the first room. And then on the other side, there's, like, a bunch of mechs and dudes with shields. Um, and I was like, there's glass, like, in front of the guy. Um, or, the, no, there's, like, wood paneling in front of this mech. And I can't like, uh, no, whatever. It's not important. There's a there's a thing in front of this guy uh, in front of this mech. So I can't take over this guy's body to get him into the mech because you can pilot the mechs with the with the guy, which is such a cool moment. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but because the mechs uh, use a chain gun and it like shakes the screen a bunch and it's like, and you're like, oh, it feels powerful when they're attacking yeah. you, and then. You just think like, oh, okay, that's just the enemy. But then later, when you're like, oh, I can get control a guy and get into this. Oh yeah. fuck. Yeah. So, uh, so I like took over the mech and I was like, how do I get in the other room to fuck everybody up? Up and I was like, uh, 
uh, <laughs> and I kept like sitting there, like being like, I, I don't know, I don't have a lot of health, and I don't know where to go, and I don't want to die. So what do I do? And I was like, oh, okay, there's a switch in the background. I have to flip that switch to open this thing to then control the guy to get into that room to fuck everybody up. And then when I eventually did that, because like I kept getting shot, and I kept, it took me like three minutes to like just do that one room because I was like. Fuck, okay, I took some hits. Okay, I hits, took some hits. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, I am I have barely any help. But I, and, like, I had, like, one, like, you know, I was down to my last health bar, and I was like, okay, get it. Flip the switch, and then I, like, went back into the hole, and I was like, did I do it? Yes! And then I got, like, the, I, I got him and took him over, and then was like, all right, everybody's gonna die. <laughs> you guys are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that definitely feels good. Yeah. Uh, well, and at that part of the game, too, um, sort of, I don't remember if it's before or after that specific room, but um, there's a part where you breeze through, and there's a bunch of humans without any weapons. It's like four. There's a lot of rooms like that near the end, especially yeah. like the very end where they're like, just fuck it. Who that's cares? that's what I'm saying is like, like five rooms in a row. There's just like seven humans in every room with no weapons, mm-hmm. so they have no way to attack you. And you can just go in there and massacre all of them. You're just like, oh, finally. (laughs) It's just so cathartic. Like, fuck you, I'm a big monster. Fuck yeah. Uh, And it's it's awesome. If if you're a psychopath who loves violence and murder, uh, it's beautiful. Play Carrion, it's it's fairly fun. And it's on sale right now. You know, the ending of Carrion where you're bursting through the rooms? Mm -hmm. Because that's not the final ending, but... That part is kind of like the ending of Flower, but like totally on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> like in Flower, you're this... Flower, you were like emotional. I still go back. That's my <laughs> favorite mode of the podcast still. You were just like, I felt so good yeah. playing this. And that was, was like... beautiful. I felt like a, a pure and righteous force of nature at the end of Flower, busting through all those corrupt mm-hmm. city structures and uh, being a, a like just a, a catalyst for good. But in Carrion, it's like the other end, where it's like, I'm so happy to be an evil monster murdering people. But that same feeling of like, fuck yeah. Uh, so that that's it's it's interesting to to compare. Like, video games can make you feel powerful in different ways. Yeah. Um, but I, I like being a monster. Even, did you ever do, because like, there are certain parts in the game where there's a room full of enemies and there's like a door separating you. And you can go right up to the door and the enemies can't see you because, like, yeah. in the game logic, you're behind a door. Yeah. But you, the player, can see it because you're looking essentially it's like... It's 2D. Yeah. yeah, you're looking at a 2D field. Um, and I, I loved when someone would go up to the door, you could use your tentacle to push the door through mm-hmm. and just crush them with it. Yeah, I did uh, do that. That was awesome. And you could just flail this metal door all around the room and, like, uh, murder people without e- without even going in the room fully. Mm-hmm. So you did do that? I did. Okay, great, because that was fun. Uh, but but what happens at the the ending of the game? Like, what is what is the final sequence of the game? So the very ending of the game is you're going around and you're busting everybody up, and then, as Brian said, there's like nobody with guns. Mm-hmm. Like once you get to a certain point, like they're like everybody get to this, uh, get to these, um, to get to this area, this like research facility. They say fuck it, and actually. What you're saying about humor, the like the screens in between every like area, they have like a screen that yes. says like like the, we're like everybody needs to move to this like area because of it. And w- there's one good one that's like, don't worry about like the 
like electrical malfunction or whatever we have our best like it guy on it and i was like that's hilarious <laughs> it's totally not a big monster yeah yeah um i don't even know if it was that i think it was literally just like somebody in it like had to work on like fixing this door oh <laughs> and it was like we got our best it guy on it oh that's all i was like he's totally not gonna be enough i didn't even see that in the game honestly. it was funny yeah, the because it's scrolling text on these like black backgrounds, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to like wait there and like read them. But if you're not, if you're just moving constantly, you might miss those. But those are those are like bits of lore and and comedy, right? Um, you know, it's interesting. I don't mean to tangent too much, but uh, we played this game. We played Control, and I'm also thinking of like Portal. There are a lot of games that do commentary on like the menial uh, nature of like working. And working in an office or a cubicle. Yeah. Because that, that moment that you're talking about is like, I'm a monster that's killing people, but in the background there's like an IT update. And it's it's just interesting that a lot of games have that kind of... Like, because Portal, essentially, you're in like a clinical environment, but you're doing these crazy puzzles. In Control, you're in an office space, but there's horror and science fiction happening around you. And yeah. uh, it's, it's just an interesting... A lot of games seem to use that backdrop it's almost as if uh the office work is the bane of every game creator's existence (laughs) everyone wants to see a fantasy or a horror scenario in their office cubicle that they work at yeah but anyway sorry go on so the final sequence of the game the final sequence of the game is uh you're busting around killing a bunch of guys and then you find like one last containment unit and you're like that's weird like all my other powers have been filled out okay and you like go into it uh, and you squeeze your way in, and you get, like, like what, what was it? Like, faux? Like, I think it was called parasitium or something. Whatever. The power like, you get is called parasite something. It was, like, become, like, a parasite thingy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, do I have, like, parasite? Can I, like, take people over? I thought I already had that. And then, like, it has, like, a flashing, like, button up in the upper right. It's like hit the Y button. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, and then I did it. And then you morph into like the human that you saw in the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, go and there's nobody around in the facility uh, anymore. Cause you've murdered everyone. <laughs> it was just blood and guts and destroyed uh, office structure everywhere. And you like slowly like just walk out did you walk or did you run for this part? I, I walked a little bit, and then when I was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting what I think the game is going for, I'm going to run to just kind of finish up. Oh, I, I walked, like, for most of it. I nice. Was like, this is fucking cool. Yeah, it is. It's very, you know, it's like, because at that point you're the monster, and you've morphed into a human, and there's a part where you can't leave that room where you get that power Yeah. Um, unless you're human. So I didn't even notice that, but there's, like, scanning things yeah there's a you need to pass a biometric scan and you do which is like i'm i fooled this machine that was designed to identify humans and then you walk through this bloodied empty facility it's like a power walk it's like a victory lap as the Mm -hmm. monster like i can't dominate this area anymore i've killed everyone i've destroyed the environment and now I'm walking around looking like a perfect replica of the people that used to live here. Like, get yeah. fucked, everyone here. I'm, you, I'm a fucking boss. <laughs> you are the last boss. Mm-hmm. And then you go you go to the surface, 
I really like the sequence of you walking outside because it's like got like lights like that'll like turn on, yeah. and that was where I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you walked onto the surface, and it's like like destroyed, and there's like biohazard signs everywhere, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> So I don't know if, like, the areas that you're taking over were, like, going out to the surface or, like, if it was already like this or what. But it's not important because that's the end of the game. Well, what what happens at the very end? Like, I mean, the... you walk to the right and then it, and then it pans up to a city. Yeah. It, it may be implying that you as the monster are now just loose in the world. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, very foreboding and horrific. Yeah. Do you think? Do you? What do you? What do you think? What's your interpretation? Uh, I just took it as like you know this monster's out in the world now, um, and I think like you're saying like the biohazard signs. I think those were like I took those to be part of the facility, not necessarily the larger world. Oh, I thought they were like on like building buildings, so I thought that they were like a part of the world. They definitely could have. I I didn't think about that until you you said that. So maybe it's like the world was fucked and this monster's now in it. Or maybe it's like this facility was testing or looking into something and now the monster's out in the normal world. I don't know. Well, that's like, I almost thought like the areas that you were like corrupting because you like go into the background and then like burst out uh, like these areas. I was almost like, are you like infecting like the earth and like Mm. going down into the earth and then like coming up through the earth or something sure there you're you're when you do that you're doing some larger thing to to the world or at least the surrounding area yeah i mean that's interesting because when you go into those holes to save when you come out and there's all that goo and shit there there's like teeth too mm-hmm. it looks like another creature could be there so. i always thought when you respawned you were you were coming out as a new creature it's entirely po- I I didn't think about that honestly, but it's entirely possible. I think it's open to interpretation, probably intentionally, which is cool. Yeah, I I really like the the ending of this game. Uh, I like how quiet it is. I like how it's it's essentially the opposite of what you've been doing gameplay wise, but it comes across so well. It just comes across as very much like you earned this slow walk you take um, out of the facility. Like you really had to fight your way out. Um, And like I mentioned too, just seeing this sort of 2D pixelated art style of, of a person is, is there's just something like kind of creepy about it. So the idea that there's this triumph as you're watching this kind of creepy little, little person walk out of the facility is, is a very unique um, kind of kind of conveyance, uh, and I like that. Yeah, we can we can end it there. Can I, don't I, think I have anything else to say? I don't want to end on a negative note, but <laughs> oh, I did. How I, dare you? I did. I just need to say I like this ending. And after I beat the game, I was just watching like videos about it, reading social media posts about it, just because I wanted to see what people said about the game to kind of figure out um you know what what people at large thought about it and i did see someone in their uh discussion of this this game they said uh yeah this game doesn't have an ending they said it this game like it just ends on a whimper and i was like 
Did what you? The f- did we play the same game? Yeah, I was like, did you miss the entire point of the fucking ending? Like, what? <laughs> what do you mean it doesn't have an ending? That's like somebody going and watching like the thing and being like, how come they didn't blow up the monster yeah, that at the movie end? Movie has no ending. Yeah, they didn't blow it up in a giant fucking explosion. I, I think the person said it's like they did, and then it was supposed to be implied whether or not they're. There's still a creature, guys. Right. That's the, uh, especially that movie, the thing. It's like paranoia is the whole point of the movie and who do you trust and what do you think? And that's what the ending is. But this person said, uh, had I known what the ending would have been ahead of time, I wouldn't have bought this game. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Can you believe that? Oh my God. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, but I was like, that's the exact opposite of how I feel. (laughs) That that makes me disappointed in their opinion. I know. I, 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 I don't want to shit on them, but I was I was like, dude, dude yeah. I one hundred percent disagree with you. Uh, so yeah, not to end on a negative note, but I just wanted to say that because I That's I was funny. hoping you would agree with me. Yeah, no, actually, this game doesn't have an ending. <laughs> this game really anticlimactic. I would well, it, part of the point too that this person was making was uh, they never explain the monster. Oh my god, it's like they don't need to. Who cares? Have you played the same game? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Carrion. Uh, one last question. Would you recommend this game, yes or no? And if so, who would you recommend it to? I would recommend this game, and I would recommend it to all my friends. No, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I would recommend this game for anyone who's like, I like creepy games, but like, I don't, I'm not in the mood for like something like creepy right now. I'm like in the mood for like something like action-y. Um, I, I would recommend this for people who like, want something for Halloween or whatever, or something for people who are just, like, sociopathic, <laughs> like us, because we clearly liked this game. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. If you like horror themes but don't want to play a game full of jump scares, this is a great game for that. Uh, if you want something casual to, to play in, like, a room full of friends, this would this would be good for that, too. You could pass the controller around for this game. Absolutely. Like, every, every time people die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... You, you can... Uh, like we said, you can kind of brute force this game if you really want to. So you, you can talk over it, and I don't think you'd... Yeah. You'd... Uh, There's no dialogue. Yep. There's, like, some text, like, sometimes, but it'll just be like, There's a pile of goo on the ground. Yeah. And you'd be like, all right, whatever. Well, compelling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's scary. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about this before the podcast, but um, I did have a game suggestion for what to play next. Okay. Uh, feel free to cut this out or tell me you disagree if you don't want to pick it. But I was going to suggest that next we play Donkey Kong Country. Uh, <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to. No. We, we can uh, save it for later. It's your pick because we are we are going to play Tropical Freeze, I think, eventually and gotta play the original game mm-hmm. so no we can we can play a a, a a a mediocre platformer a a nearly 30 year old mediocre platformer i don't like donkey kong country that much i i have not played the first donkey kong country game since i was a, a, a literal child okay the second one i love but the first one I have not played since since uh, my childhood. I have the second one on cart right here. Let me pick it up auditorily. Here it is. You hear that? ASMR. ASMR Donkey Kong Country 2 SNES cartridge tapping. Dude, 
I, I watched, <laughs> I follow somebody on Instagram and they were doing like an ASMR, like I got these things from like whatever store, I think it was like Hot Topic or something. Mm-hmm. And they like, were like tapping on like the things that they were opening. And I was like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to shit over ASMR people cause I get some of it, but I was also just like. You're just tapping on stuff. (laughs) You're not like, like I get like the the ASMR that I get is like, I got like, you know, these things from Hot Topic and then like, ooh, they're like in plastic. So I'm going to open the plastic Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to like, here's the shirt. And like, we wear like a lot of men, so we have like graphic tees. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to flip out the shirt because I got to like make sure it's, you know. It's like a relaxing unboxing auditory aesthetic it's like yeah. well, i just like hearing things open but yeah i don't i don't get I, and again i'm not knocking it if you like it that's cool but i don't i don't understand the appeal of you know I, yeah. maybe there's some kind of mental thing if someone's like here i have a ten thousand dollar watch in a case you know like i don't just like tapping a really expensive thing and you're like "Ooh, i'm hearing a really expensive thing in my mind, but I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't like ASMR at all. I'm not knocking it, but... I watched it for a little bit. I remember, like, when I was really young, like... Uh, not really young. What am I fucking... <laughs> I was in high school. It feels like a long time. When ago. I was two, I watched ASMR. <laughs> yeah. They weren't around. <laughs> um, uh, no, when I was in high school, I remember there were a few videos that I tried to watch, like, trying to fall asleep. Like, I specifically remember, like, people doing, like, the, like, I'm going to, like, talk close to the mic. Mm. I remember because I, I was, I was like, I need to fall asleep. And it's, like, you know, like, three, four in the morning and I can't fall asleep. And I couldn't do it. Yeah, those, those like, low-voiced, close-to-the-mic ones, I really don't. And, like, those make me anxious to listen to them. Because I, all I can think is, is, like... What are you saying? Like, speak up. What I, I can't hear you. You need to talk louder. <laughs> Just turn up your mic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, no, why I mean are you? you? Well, no, I have my headphones I mean, on. Turn, like, uh, turn up your headphones. But it's it's like I'm always just like they're about to say something and I can't quite. And it's it's just like it, it makes me like flinch because I always feel like they're gonna they're right behind me. I just don't. I uh, those I don't like. I haven't watched one of those in forever, so. But I'm looking forward to playing Donkey Kong Country, I guess. We'll do an ASMR podcast about it. Do you want us to beat the whole thing? Or just play it as long as whatever? I'm going to say try to beat it if you can. I don't remember how long it is off the top of my head. I feel like it's... I feel like I'm... I don't know that, that I'll feel... Let me, let me look it up real quick. It's probably I, pretty I, hard. But I know it's it's a... It, it has a... It's a game with difficulty spikes. So if you don't want to beat the whole thing, I totally get it. How long... Four hours? Oh, There's no way this is the, four hours. Play the whole fucking game. There is no way this is four hours. Four hours if you're good. There's no fucking way. This whole game fit on Game Boy Advance, dude. I know. That's where I played it mostly. Mm-hmm. Comparatively to Tropical Freeze, which is 11 hours, or Completionist, 32. Wow. Uh, Donkey Kong Country 1 being four hours is probably probably like... Four hours worth of gameplay, with three of that condensed in the two levels that everyone hates, or whatever. You mean the minecarts? Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but I, I play I, the minecart levels. We'll we'll see see if you can at least get to King K. Rule. I'm curious. Is it on? 
Nintendo Online? Yeah, I checked. <laughs> then I that would probably be where I would want to play it because I don't have an emulator. I mean, I, I think Switch Online is going to... Well, then I guess and you I could can do, do save states. You could do save states on an emulator too, but yeah, yeah, Switch Online, you can definitely do that. I mean, I'll try my best to not do save states because at the very least, like I... Like, like that's not a game like... Uh, Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus, where it's like, oh, you have to continually throw your head up against a wall, and then, <laughs> and then when you get wiped, you lose all your stuff. Yep. So. No, I, th- I, I think, think... You do lose your Kong ladders, maybe? I don't remember. Uh, You won't need to remember, because you're just going to use the reload well, feature. No, I, I'm, no, I'm not going to do that the entire time. Yes, you will. You can't fucking read my mind. I'm gonna come to your house. Well, you can do that anytime. Oh yeah, we're friends. I forgot. <laughs> Are you mad about that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just mad. <laughs> no, but Donkey Kong Country two next time. Two or one? Or I mean, Donkey Kong Country one. I'm thinking of two because two is one of my favorite games. We'll get to two eventually, or if you want to go through the whole trilogy. Uh maybe just the first two. I'm not I overly. Heard three is is fine. They're all fine. Like they're, I think they're all at least on the same level. Mm. Can't wait to do Sonic. Yes. Well, this is this is the start of the Donkey Kong manifesto. I haven't figured out how I want to start the Sonic manifesto. But. I mean, you, I, I, the dead, the Dead Space one is coming because the Dead Space remake comes out in January. Oh yeah. So that's, that's right. coming in the next couple of weeks. The start of the Dead Space so Manifesto. This is the, this is the start of we make each other play our favorite games that I mean, the other one hasn't played. That's Saga. almost. I mean, you've played Dead Space. That's true. I've, and also, like, it's not like Dead Space is bad. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> it's like Donkey Kong Country is bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the game I'm gonna, uh, the game I'm going to pick is good though. So. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Oh, uh, we're gonna end this because Ryan's gonna beat my butt. I'm gonna beat your buns. Yeah. Okay. See you next time on another episode of Infinite Pixel. No, we're not done. We gotta fucking plug shit. What am I doing? You literally hovered your hand. I did. I literally was like, "We're done." And this I, is, this is I, such I a wrote tease. something, and you fucking made something this week. You don't have to promote it. Oh, I mean. I put out a new video this week, but I was telling you off camera, so to speak, before the podcast. Yeah. It didn't, I wish I would have had more time to finish it, but I didn't because I wanted to submit it to a film festival thing, essentially. Um, but you can check it out on my YouTube channel if you want. It's Nice Pants, N-I-C-E space P-A-N-T-S. It's called The Hollow Genie for Halloween. I like, it. it's a clever idea. Thank you. It, it was not executed well, but let me know your thoughts on how I could improve it. And Sound I'll... off in the comments below. Hey guys, remember to smash that like button and mail me a letter that says you subscribe to my YouTube channel with a Polaroid camera picture of your computer screen clicking the subscribe button. You can mail button. that to 555 Find Five. that address and if you don't i'm sorry i gave you longitude and latitude coordinates but yeah that's what i'm plugging (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i will also plug um my cousin and i do a movie discussion podcast called unprofessional opinions if you want to listen to this same thing but just with movies switch to that anyway 
that's all I got. Where where's that? iTunes, Spotify. Uh, yeah, uh, iTunes and Spotify, the normal podcast places. Nice, nice. Uh, and then I uh, wrote a thing that's not done yet at the time of recording because I was going to put it up and then I read it and went. These thoughts were just done stream of consciousness. This is important very well. Um, uh, I saw Black Adam and uh, I had thoughts on it which i was not expecting when i went to go see black adam so <laughs> i was not expecting to come out with thoughts i i well i went to go see black adam and i was like oh the, the rock is hyping this obviously and like i'm a big dc fan i I've been, i love reading dc comics mm-hmm. um but I, and like black adam is such a fucking nothing character like he just he is i'm sorry the rock <laughs> he's like i've been wanting to play black adam forever i'm like Oh, you have, look, come on, You've man. You've been wanting the vehicle of Black Adam forever. Yeah. yeah, like, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't want to speak for The Rock. Maybe he's, he legitimately has read comics. You better watch Black it. Adam. He has a lot uh, that he, you know, you are kind of above him. You don't want to punch down on The Rock. Jesus Christ. You better watch what you say. Cause... Yeah, when I eventually get on to Kind of Funny and then <laughs> get him to do a video again, he's going to be like, Look, Jordan, I'm the underdog here. <laughs> no, um, but uh, but Black Adam was a movie that I saw and was like, huh, because it's. I think it is probably the most interesting movie that DC has done from just like a weird, uh, like B thing. Like it, it takes like a B tier character because he's like a he's been more written as a. He, a hero or anti-hero now yeah even though he's like a villain uh and uh and they do something with that and parts of it work really well and parts of that movie i feel like almost 80 percent of it is fucking stupid but i wrote <laughs> wrote about uh mostly uh like how it treats violence hmm and, uh, I, 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 cause I, I got out of that movie and was like, the fuck movie? Seriously? So go, go and, and read that. It's I, not, it's not done yet. I still got out of it, but I, I've yet to see Black Adam, but I will say hearing that from you, I'm very intrigued to read that, yeah. that piece now. You really don't need to see the movie. It's like not anything special, but it's like oddly fascinating from a DC fan's perspective. Mm-hmm. And especially in the way that they've treated Superman and Batman and how they are violent. Interesting. And when why they're like then saying Batman or Batman Black Adam shouldn't be violent. It's like interesting. Okay, hang on. Mm. Um. So, well, yeah. this this movie's supposed to be the start of the new DC oh, fucking Christ phase of films or phase whatever. one. Yeah, phase me? one point one. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so you can read that at uh, my blog, uh, 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 ironheart1183.tumblr.com. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at uh, uh, podcast underscore pixels. And follow me on Twitter uh, at uh, ironheart1183 uh, and Ryan. They can follow you on Twitter at whatever your Twitter is. It's S K R Y D L Y. I'm never going to remember it. I'm not really worth you, following you, on you Twitter. You don't tweet a lot. I tweet no. way more. 
And I also like like tweets, and I go, "Oh my gosh, it's so funny this political statement about <laughs> about about Ken Jennings." Follow me on Twitter, <laughs> Ken Jennings. <laughs> I don't think I've seen Ken Jennings on Twitter in like forever. <laughs> he's a very political figure. Yes. He's he very goes cool. on Jeopardy, and he's like, "Excuse me, what a weird level of celebrity he has." Yeah, not to say he's like a weird celebrity, but just like to be in his position is a very specific position to be famous for Mm -hmm. but this is not the ken jennings podcast so but go ahead and and do those things otherwise uh now we'll end it for real happy halloween i'll date the podcast happy halloween get 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 spooky is so monotone you can't tell the difference between me being condescending and me being serious you being genuine yeah mm-hmm. uh welcome you can start however you want okay i'm trying to think of how to uh, uh i'll go um okay <laughs> welcome i'm not gonna do that this uh, is okay uh, okay, okay no let me, it's let me fine. do it no 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 i got no, it no 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 if you're not in the mood no no no, no. uh i uh, want to do it if you don't want to do it then it's fine you can do it. No, okay. I'll be the I'll be host. <laughs> Not gonna be able to do it. <laughs> I know that's I did Fine. it, okay. and I was like, "Ooh, I can't." <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Hang on. It's good when you don't do this for a living. I know. Otherwise, people would be like, "I love these four-hour podcasts." Let's do some more. Do you want to both do it, no. and then we can like talk at the same time no. as each other? Can All I? Right. Can I? Can I? Am I, can I trust you to to uh, talk if I bring it over to you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me just close out of this Sibian starting. <laughs> Had that open, right? Yeah. <laughs>